Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. I brought some of my favorite kitchen things today, wood, cutting boards, and utensils, because we're going to talk about how to care for them. So get ready for that. We're actually going to do a live demo of that. Before we do that, though, I want to welcome you all to Ask Wardy, let you know that uh, the show notes are ready for you. So everything I'm going to discuss is right at askwardy.tv. Just look for episode 68 and you can follow along or catch it later if you don't have time to sit uh, through today's broadcast there will also be the recording there later today and those of you live on periscope welcome facebook welcome itunes and blog listeners watchers later welcome to all of you i'm so thrilled you're here if you are with me live leave your first name where you're from and what you're sipping on in the comments like Mary Lou just did and said she's drinking green tea. I love to go back and read those. And if you're on Facebook, um, Facebook Live, Millie is right there in the comments. She can answer questions, respond to questions live, paste links and whatnot. So just look below the video, actually look below the video wherever you are and you'll see links to everything we're discussing. So here, so I think that's all my opening notes. Oh, you know what I got to tell you all? I am a little bit distracted today. I want to be with you all, but I have to confess that um, our daughter and her husband had their first baby over the weekend. So um, life is, even though I'm not the one who had the baby, life is topsy-turvy right now, and we're all just a little bit somewhere else. (laughs) So please forgive me if I get a little bit sidetracked, forget where I am, or... You know, you know what I mean. But it's such, such a blessing. God is so good. They're doing well. Of course, we love your prayers for their continued health and happiness and adjustment to new life as a family, breastfeeding, all that stuff that goes with a brand new baby, especially the first one. Okay. Hi, Rosemary. Thank you so much. Someone saying congratulations, Grandma. Yep, I am a grandma. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so, um... We're talking about wood cutting boards and utensils today, how to care for them. These things, wood cutting boards, utensils, they really make you feel like they're beautiful. It's like a throwback. It's nostalgic. It makes you feel like you're just in this beautiful old world, simple times. And you want to embrace that in your kitchen, right? At least I do. There's just such a wonderful feeling when you use something so solid, old, and beautiful. However, just like with anything else, you want to care for these things. And wood, bamboo, these things can last you for years and years. They can be things that you pass on to your grandchildren, or at least your children, with proper care. So we're going to be talking today about how to do that in a non-toxic way, because that's what Robin S. is asking. She's asking how to care for it in a non-toxic way that's healthy. So that's the point of today. Um, I do have some tips and I'm going to show you how to care for one of these cutting boards live on the spot here because properly cared for they can last you a long time and that's what we want Um, let me read you 
Robin's question. She said, what is the best way to maintain wooden cutting boards and utensils? I want something that doesn't go rancid and I've read about a mineral oil and beeswax combination, but I'm not familiar with mineral oil. What does the term mineral mean? What is it? Is it non-toxic? Is it truly food safe? Are there organic and conventional varieties? I like to know all the details about something before I use it, but I feel like I'm in over my head. What do you use to maintain your wooden cutting boards and utensils? Thanks so much. Robin, great question. questions, and we're going to answer all of them. I do want to just cover some basic ground here for you and everybody just to talk about the safety of wood because it often comes up. People say, well, is wood really safe because it's porous and if I you know, cut raw meat on it, you know, is that safe? Is wood really safe? Plastics seems like it's safe because you can just wash it clean. It's not porous. Well, wood actually is very safe. And in some respects, it's safer than plastic. There's a study from UC Davis that suggests, and this is a quote, food can be prepared safely on wooden cutting surfaces and plastic cutting surfaces present pre present some disadvantages. This whole study I kind of read through their summary is fascinating. You'll find a link to it if you visit the show notes or below this video. I found it notable two things. First of all, they tested new wood and new plastic by introducing um, disease-causing bacteria. And on the new wood surfaces, like a brand new cutting board, the disease-causing um, bacteria were not present after some point in time. On the plastic, the plastic surface did allow the uh, disease-causing bacteria to persist. However, it was easily wiped clean. So with new wood, new plastic, you could basically ensure that it's safe. Now, the interesting part comes in when you talk about old wood and old plastic. Because with old wood, it tends to act just like new wood. In other words, it doesn't matter if it's got cuts and scratches and whatnot on it. The disease-causing bacteria did not persist at, over time. Um, now, the kicker here is the old plastic, where you may have cuts and nicks in it. Um, if old plastic is knife scarred, it's nearly impossible to clean and disinfect manually. So that's where your advantage comes in. Wood provides a safe place to prepare your food, whether it's old wood or new wood. Whereas with plastic, you're looking at having to have new plastic and having to toss and buy frequently plastic that gets knife scarred because you cannot clean and disinfect it manually. Um, sufficiently. Make sense, everyone? So the basic um, conclusion here is really wood is very safe. And if you're considering old wood versus old plastic, you want to go with old wood every time. Now, how to clean them, because this is uh, Robin's question, how to clean wood cutting boards and utensils. As I said, with proper care, they can last you for years and years and years, while plastics get worn out and must be tossed. So wood is just basically more frugal and a safer choice, as well as being functional, of course, because it works, right? I mean, you cut and you stir and you can do all that with wood. So let's say you're, um, you know, you're preparing dinner and your cutting board is, you know, soiled, may have liquids absorbed, you know, from cutting vegetables, shredding cheese, whatnot. Maybe you got some coconut oil on here, some fat from cooking because you, you're stirring and you lay your spoon on here. The way to clean it is simply hot soap and water and then air dry it or dry it. 
and put it away. And I do want to say that I dislike um, letting it air dry if it's sitting on a wet towel and can't breathe because I find that the edge that's on the wet towel gets blackened. And I brought an example of one that this happened to, so you can see the black edge there. I dislike that and I take care to disinfect that, but I just don't want it on our cutting board. So everyone in our home is instructed, don't let this sit to dry on a towel where it can't breathe. So if, if you're gonna air dry it, make sure it's propped up in a drainer or something so it's not sitting in moisture. Um, and that's basically for most uses. Now, if you are preparing raw meat, then Obviously clean it the nor normal way, but hydrogen peroxide is an effective disinfectant, so you can douse it with hydrogen peroxide to disinfect it. Um, and if you're just using it for quick jobs though, you know, you just chopped something really quick, that you, it's just not a big deal. I mean, let's say you just chopped a bell pepper or a diced onion. I don't even use soap. I just rinse with water and then air dry or towel dry and put away um, because it's really not a big deal and if I don't need soap, soap will strip away the oil, the seasoning on these, so there's no point in my opinion of using soap if you don't need to. Um, so that's basically the, the, the cleaning and just your general day-to-day -day care of your wood cutting board and utensils. Now if you want to talk about um, the oiling. Robin S. said she ran into uh, mineral oil and a beeswax mixture for seasoning and oiling wood. And a lot of people use that. I do not care for that. Mineral oil is a, um, is a byproduct of the petroleum refining process. Uh, so I don't care for me or my family to ingest that, so we don't use mineral oil. But you do want something that's not gonna go rancid. You do want something that's edible. So my choice is coconut oil. That's what I use. And, um, it's just simple, just rubbing on your materials, your uh, utensils and cutting boards, which I'll show you in, the mo in a moment. You can melt some of this and melt some beeswax into it to give it more of a salve consistency. I think it's an unnecessary step. You can simply use the coconut oil straight. And you do this because over time, especially with soap and use, this nice supple wood may get dry, cracked, warped, and with proper care and maintenance, you can avoid the cracking and the warping, which happens when it's overly dry, because you're just watching for signs that your wood is getting dry and you're um, oiling it to prevent the destruction of the wood so that you can pass on these heirlooms to future generations. You can get a lot of mileage out of these. So the process of um, oiling these is very simple. So if you use it, then you wash it and dry it. So you wanna start with a dry cutting board. And then, sorry about the noises, your coconut oil, which by the way, my favorite coconut oil source is Wilderness Family Naturals. There's links at askwardy.tv or with this video. Um, and really, this is extra virgin because that's what I have, but you can use lightly refined to you know, very pure coconut oil. Any of those ranges will be fine and you're gonna kind of, it's not a super hot day. Uh, so take me a little bit of work to get this oil out, but I got some oil out and you just rub it in. And if you don't want to get your hands dirty or you feel like a cloth would help you, get a cloth that you're okay with getting oil on or use a paper towel and rub it all over. I use my fingers pretty much got good control, and then I don't end up with the towel absorbing oil um, 
and the wood being left without. It's just an efficiency thing here for me. So rub it all over and then you just let it dry. And during the drying, it really is absorbing the oil into the wood. It'll take some time to absorb it. If your wood's really dry, maybe you have to do a couple treatments before you notice that it looks supple and moist again. And a really, really good time to do this is um, like after the dinner dishes are done, you know, you can go through and rub down anything that needs treating. And then in the morning, um, you're waking and you're finding that it's absorbed and you're ready to go. And if there is any excess in the morning after soaking time, then you can rub it clean. That's really the process. So start with, start with clean and dry cutting boards or utensils, rub with coconut oil, allow it to absorb, so overnight or so, and then take off the excess and you're good to go. Really, really simple process. And I think you can probably tell the difference. This one was a little bit dry, kind of like this one is dry, it's ready for a treatment. And now it looks nice and supple. Um, let's talk about how often you want to do this. Really, um, the issue here is how often are your wood utensils and cutting boards getting use in your kitchen? So if you're a heavy cook and they're constantly seeing water and soap, then the oils that are in there and put on to season are going to get stripped away faster, so you would be seasoning more often. If they're not getting that much use, then you just wait till they show signs of dryness um, to treat them. As a general rule, I think for us home cooks, people that are cooking frequently, we have families, we aren't eating out so much, but we're cooking at home and we're doing a lot of from scratch cooking where we're chopping and whatnot. About a month is very good, that's what works for me. So once a month, right after dinner, I'll oil them all or anything that needs it and by the morning we're good to go for another month again. I wanna point out though, there's some things in the kitchen that don't get as frequent um, of use as cutting boards and utensils. By the way, the utensil process is the same. Just rub with oil and leave it to absorb. So things that don't get as much use um, still need to be oiled, seasoned, if you will, but they're not getting as much use so they don't need to be as frequent. That would be things like a butter mold. I brought this, but I have other things. I have a Prepper Pro from Homesteader Supply that's like a kraut pounder. I have a olive wood mortar and, mortar and pestle. I have a cheese press. All of these that are wood and need seasoning with oil periodically, but not as often as the cutting boards. And I wanna say that um, if you do use a butter mold, the butter itself is a seasoning. So I don't often have to season the inside of here where the butter is but I'll season the outside. And, and I do have a practice too when I do butter, is when I'm done, if there's any butter on the inside, instead of washing it away, I'll scrape it and I'll rub it all on the outside. Um, and anyway, so butter can be self-seasoning. Another point here is if you're using your wooden utensils like in your you know, cooking or sauteing or whatnot fatty meat, they can be self-seasoning by what you're cooking. So just keep an eye on things. And if it's looking dry, if it's starting to crack, you, know, you wanna jump in there and season so these things can last you a long time. You can visit askwardy.tv for the links and the complete notes of everything I've shared here today. It's episode 68. You'll find links to coconut oil. I want to invite you to, um, if you haven't already, if you're interested in traditional cooking, to check out our free traditional cooking video series. I'll, there will be a link for that below this video, or you can go to tradcookschool.com slash freevids, F-R-E-E-V-I-D-S. It's all one word. 
and it'll give you a taste of what's inside traditional cooking school because we have all kinds of classes on traditional cooking, sourdough and fermenting and culturing dairy and pressure cooking even using the Instant Pot. So if you want a taste of what's inside, go sign up for our free video series. I'd love to see you there. Well, everyone, I think that's a wrap. It's been Ask Wardy for another week. I'm so thrilled you were here, and I hope you'll join me if you are live next week, same time, same place. But if you're checking out a recording, look forward to another episode next week where I answer another of your questions on traditional cooking. And I want to give a special thanks to Robin for submitting today's question. Robin, I hope this was helpful. If you need any more information, of course, you can visit askwardy.tv episode 68 and leave a comment and we'll be sure to reply. Thanks everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at tradcookschool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments, and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.